you have your Bibles, I want you to turn to uh, Isaiah chapter 9. I went back last Sunday morning. We was talking about knowing the truth and being set free. You know the truth. You shall be set free. And I'm kind of going to pick up some of that this morning, but not exactly in the same areas. But uh, I, I just, I'm just going to give you what the Lord gave me yesterday afternoon as I was praying and listening to things that he was putting in my spirit. And I like it when God begins to deal with my heart, begins to penetrate his word in my, in my heart. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6, very familiar passage of Scripture this morning. But I want to put a, uh, something on this this morning. We need to learn how to respect the name of Jesus. We need to learn how to respect the name of Jesus. It's a powerful name. I'm telling you, folks, it is a, it's, it's a powerful name, Jesus. Uh, as the Lord began to deal with me on this right here, and I was thinking about, you know, people in, in political realm, as our president lands, you know, uh, in an air airfield or airport he has securities why because he's important he's our president they make a way for him they they make provisions for him in other words the president's coming we gotta we gotta do this we gotta do that in other words what they do they honor him as our leader secure and this that I want to read to you this morning, like I say, I know you've read this, but the Lord wants you to receive this this morning. Verse 6, it says, For unto us a child is born, unto a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called Wonderful. Okay? we got to remember these things this morning. Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. I mean... I could preach on these right here this morning, but we need to respect who God really is. I mean, he's just, you know, I, I heard something the other day, and uh, it was on one of the programs, I can't remember, and it, and it wasn't a, it was, it was a program, uh, a movie, and uh, this guy said uh, something about God. And one of the other guys came in, and he says, we're not saying God we're saying Jesus. Because you know what? There's a lot of gods, but there's only one Jesus. He's our deliverer. He's our redeemer. We can say God of, of a lot of things. You know, you go into a lot of different countries, they got different gods. But this morning, I mean, the Lord, we need to respect the God that we have. This son called Jesus, and I, and I just read this to you, the, and, the government, and the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name shall be called. In other words, he said, this is what you need to relate to what he is. And this is what I want you to get out of this verse, and I'm going to move on. We need to receive him for what he is, not for what you can get out of him. Does that make sense? A lot of people use God just to get what they need to have at the point and at the time. But after that, 
He's nothing. But the Lord wanted me to speak on this this morning. We need to respect Him for who He is. Okay? Not for what He can give us. And I look at, uh, at our, our, our partners, our, our husbands and our wives. We need to look at them for not what they can do, but for what they are to us. Man, my wife is a jewel. And I'll, I'll brag on her in any crowd. You know, other day uh, we went to a wake, and uh, the next day we, I went to work, and there was one of the guys, and, and I shared a little bit of this with Sister Teresa, and, and uh, we went to the wake and met some people and, you know, and everything, other people my wife had never met. And uh, one of the guys come up, and he said, man, you got a nice-looking wife. I said, I know it. <laughs> And I mean, this boy just kept on, you know. He said, how did you do that? You know, and all that. And I said, I was blessed. I said, God chose her for me. You know, and I brag on her. I mean, she's my jewel. You know, so I'm saying here, and just being married a few years to maybe 35 years or maybe 50 years or 20 years, whatever, we need to respect one another for who they are, not for what we can get. Okay? All right? Looking at this here, let me, let me hurry with this here. The, the last part of this here, the Prince of Peace. God wants us ha to have a peace at mind. When you relate to somebody, in other words, what you're doing, you got a, a peace at mind. Uh, it would be just like me and Sister Teresa go somewhere to eat or go shopping, and shopping's a good thing. I was wondering if y'all was listening. <laughs> they kind of went in that comatose shopping. <laughs> but when, when we go and do something, uh, she don't have to worry about me saying no. And the other day she made this mention. She said, you need to just tell me no. I said, well, I don't want to tell you no, but I, I said, because I love you. And she said, it ain't the things. I said, no, I know it's not things that I buy, Brother David, that tells her that I love her. It's who I am. And if you care for somebody, and, and this, I'm talking about the kingdom of God, and God cares for us, he's going to take care of us. Why? Because we love him. And what... Man, I tell you what, Amy is doing a good job. When she gets up there and starts playing, and man... If I could play like that, y'all, I'd preach and play at the same time. <laughs> I love the way she strums that guitar, and it's just music to my ears, and it brings me to that place of just worship. God wants us to get to that place where we love Him for who you are. Who you are. I need this, and I love you. No, I love you for who you are. He's my fortress. He's my deliverer. The Word says in Him, we got to learn how to trust. Amen? And when you trust somebody, it's not what they give you, it's what they do and what, how they go about saying, well, I love you and this is what I'm going to do for you. I love you and this is what I'm going to do for you. He don't have to do it to show me that He loves me. He's done did it. Y'all got to get this. Let's go to Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1.
We shall know the truth, and the truth shall set us free. Amen? Colossians 1, verse 11. I've read this before, but I'm just going back with it this morning because I'm kind of like Brother Copeland. Uh, we've talked about it, but we're going to talk about it some more. Amen? <laughs> I thought about this when I go to my dad's house or my dad comes over, and my dad's 82 years old, and he'll talk about the same thing we talked about the other day. Why? Because he wants you to know what happened or what he did. Okay? I'm saying this to say one thing this morning. God wants to remind us of what he did. And then that we look at that and we say, I thank you for who you are. Because he did that. Why? Because he loved me. Woo. Starting in verse 11. Strengthen with all might according to his glorious power unto all patience and long suffering with joyfulness. Power to live in what? I, I want this to get in, it's in, in, in the part of that. Strengthen with all might according to the glorious power. Power to live a holy life. And, 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 and I want to say this right here. As I was reading this this morning, you know, I'm not, the word is not talking about the way you dress. It's, holy is not the way you dress. Holy is the way you live. Okay? Holy is the way you live. And looking at this right here, he said, I want you to be strengthened in the power of my might so you can live a overcoming life, a strengthened power. In other words, I want you to live an over an overcoming life. You know, I I I, I, I meet people that's been in church for for years, and they struggling, they struggling, they struggling with certain little things. Let me tell you one thing: get God's power, get the anointing of God that destroys the yoke, and you can overcome some things. Amen. How did I overcome these things? Brother Tex, I got the Word of God and I got the anointing of God upon my life and I can overcome obstacles. Amen? If you get in, oh, thank you, Lord. If you get in a hurry to go somewhere, what do you normally do? You speed up. Huh? If you don't like where you're at, we need to speed up, Sandra. We need to quit staying in the same spot, Brother David. We need to accelerate where we can get into the power and the anointing of God and we can live a strength life, an overcoming life. And, and, and uh, uh, Sister Dorothy was talking about David this morning about, man, he just poured his heart out to God. I mean, he would just tell God just like it was, Lord, I'm facing a bunch of enemies Man and Lord, they coming against me. I mean, he didn't go and say, oh Lord, tell me what I need to do. I mean, he come boldly to God and said, God, there's the enemy out there. They going to kill me, Lord. They set out to destroy me. Lord, but I need your strength. I need your power to overcome this. Give me the ability, hallelujah, to lead an army into the battle, to be a winner of the battle. Man, and I got a hold of what Sister Dorothy was talking about, and it went along with this right here because it says it strengthened with all the might and according to his glorious power. 
And then it goes on to verse uh, 12. Let me, let me go on with this right here. I could stay with this a whole time because it talks about the joyfulness. It talks about joy because proper faith, listen to this right here. Joy because proper faith guarantees victory. Proper faith. I mean, if you got faith to move mountains, what you got, you got some good faith. You got proper faith. But if you got faith that you speak to a mountain, but in somewhere in your spirit man, there's some doubt that that mountain's not going to move, you don't have proper faith. You have doubt. I'll go further than that. You have fear. Amen? Because you look at circumstance. I ain't never, I've never had my light, lights turned off. And I, I, I know a lot of people has. And I talked to a, one, a boy one time and he, he's had his lights turned off numerous times, Sister Michelle. And and I asked him one day, I said, why don't you just go and pay your bill? He said, all I do is pay $25 and they turn them back on. I mean, what kind of, I mean, what kind of mentality? Y'all understand? I don't have the spirit of fear. But I've got power, love, and What? In other words, can I say this right here? I was, I was studying up on the mind here not too long the other day. It says, I have a straight thinking mind. In other words, your mind is focused on something that's going to pretty much guarantee the end results. Amen? A straight thinking mind. In other words, uh, how, many, how many knows it uh, when they, uh, uh, how do I want to put it, when they, uh, break mules or whatever to pull, they put blinders on them. Or they can't see all the distraction. You know what I'm saying? We got the Holy Spirit. Nothing out there distracts us. We stay in focused, a straight focused on what God is planning and what God's purpose is for us. We don't waver. We don't give in. But let me go on with this right here. Because I tell you what, we, we got to have a, a, a faith that guarantees victory. Verse 12, giving thanks unto the Father, which has made us meet. And I want to give you this right here. Which has made us qualified. You might want to write that down right there. Which has made us meet, that means qualified. He has qualified us. He has allowed us to be qualified. Was that uh, something they used to say? Bonafide. There we go. We're bonafide. Amen. We qualified and bonafide and sanctified. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Praise God that we're qualified. Because can I say this right here? The scripture always said, I don't know exactly the, the verse where, I mean, I know the verse, but I don't know exactly where it's at. But he said, he qualifies those that what? He calls. Okay? You're qualified. Your qualification is already met. I'm going to go further than that. The Lord just told me to say this. When we allow the fullness of God's mighty power to come in, y'all don't shout all at one time. He says, you're more than qualified. 
More than, there you go, brother. That, that was my next thing. See, when you're more qualified, you're made more than a conqueror. You're, you're, let me tell you one thing. You, have, have you ever heard of somebody going and taking an interview and they say, you overqualified for this job. We can't even hire you. You overqualified. You understand what I'm saying? I went and done an interview one time and uh, it was for some things. And, and they told me, they said, well, you overqualify because, you know, my background or whatever. I said, it don't matter if I'm overqualified or not. I need a job. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean, dis, dis, disqualify me for that. But, you know, just put, I need a job. You understand? And I'm saying that to say this right here. Jo jobs in the kingdom are important. And you, you, let me, the devil wants to tell you you're not qualified, but he's a liar. I like what Javis, Javis has learned this around Pops. We talk about the devil, and he says, Pops, that devil's a liar. I mean, we, son, he'll just come out and say, and he don't say it as plain as I do, but he gets the point across. He says, the other day I told him to tell his daddy, I said, tell your daddy what the liar is. He said, that devil's a liar. You know what? He's telling the truth. We need to speak the truth. The devil's a liar, and there ain't no truth in him. But it says this here, giving thanks unto the Father. I want this to get in your spirit here, that which has made us meet, qualify, to be partakers of the what? The inheritance. Amy mentioned this in one of her praise and worship a while ago, that we are inheritors. That we will we'll accept our inheritance. Let me tell you one thing. If somebody came up and, and, and told you this morning, say, hey, you, uh, you're, you're fixing to inherit something uh, from some of your relatives, you know, back years ago. And uh, we don't really know what it is, but we need you to come to the courts so we can read the, the, uh, the inheritance and everything. And there's several other people that's not even in the family or whatever, and we're going to read them, and we're going to give everybody their inheritance. We start trying to figure out our inheritance. We know old Sam. I old Sam had a lot of money. He had, boy, boo-coodles of this, and he had some land. And we start saying, well, I sure hope I get this, and well, I sure hope I get that. And, you know, here's the time of the reading of everything, the inheritance, the will, or whatever you want to call it. They come in there, and they start reading everything off. And, man, you sitting there, and they ain't even read your name yet, and everybody else is getting all this stuff, and you sitting there, your lips are getting bigger. You know, you get to pouting more and more, you know. And then they get to this one place, and they say your name. What happens? You scoot up on the edge of the seat. <laughs> they talking to me. What I'm saying, folks, you're fixing to be an inheritor. You don't sit back and say, I probably won't get it. You get excited about it. And he's saying this right here, that we need to be, be partakers of the inheritance. And now I want you to listen to this right here. Of the saints, what? In light that knows the truth. When you inherit excuse me, when you inherit something, if it's all legal, Sister Pam might can help us with this right here with some of the things that she has uh, dealings with. When you inherit something, when they read the will and everything, once you inherit that, unless there is some flaw somewhere, your inheritance won't be taken away. It's, it's a done deal. 
So what you're saying in this right here, we know that the children of light, the saints of light, and understand this, what he's saying right here, you know the truth. I know who I am. When the enemy comes against me in situations, I know who I am in Christ, and, I'm, and Christ is in me, and I don't have to take this. I don't have to receive this. I refuse this. I mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago, uh, I had some situations, and I mean the devil's son, he, he sent, I believe Lucifer himself came. There were so many demonic spirits trying to attack me. Last night I had the same incident. About 2.30 this morning, situation come. And man, let me tell you one thing. I said, devil, you ain't going to start this. I didn't sit there in the spirit of fear. I sit there in the power of God's might. I said, I will not accept this. Brother David, you know, we just, we got to live and go through things. We got to just suck it up and go. Let me tell you one thing. I know who I am in him. And I've inherited the keys. I got a key to the kingdom. Do y'all get what I'm saying? I have the, the key, listen to this. The key means authority. I have the authority now. And when I come to, to this next verse, next two verses, I want you to get a hold of this because the saints in light, now listen to what it says in verse 13, who has delivered us from the power of darkness. Satan, I've been delivered from the power of darkness. You cannot disrupt no longer. Why? Because I want you to get this right here. We're talking about our Lord and our Savior right here. He said, who has delivered us from the power of darkness and has translated us into the kingdom of his what? His dear son. It's mine. <laughs> and what you going to do about it, devil? Amen? We say these things, we, we read these scriptures, and we need to back it up and say, okay, devil, what you going to do about it? This is what the word says. I believe what the Word says. I'm an overcomer. How? By the blood of the Lamb, by the word of my testimony. I'm an inheritor. He done away with you, devil, right here. And then it went, went on to, to verse 14. I'm not even getting... This is just an a introduction here I'm giving you this morning. Verse 14, it says, In whom we have what? Redemption through what? His blood... Let me read you this right here. In whom we have redemption through his blood proclaims the price that was paid for our salvation. Proclaims. In other words, it's a document. It's a document. I'm proclaiming what this document says. Can you read, read the bottom? You understand? You know, when you order something or you look on TV and they, they say, we're selling this or we're doing this, you know, for a certain amount of money, 
But then on the fine print, they put it so little, and they don't leave it up there, but just a little bit, and it's gone. They don't want you to read all that fine print. Same way with a lawyer. That lawyer said, I represent you and this, that, and other. But at the bottom of it, if you'll mute it and read a bunch of that little bitty stuff on the bottom, they're going to get more out of it than you are. But I'm here to tell you right here, I've read everything and the word says I've been redeemed through the blood. Okay? So no matter what the devil says, the word don't change. This document hasn't changed. Brother David got saved years ago. I got saved a few years after that. Brother David, the documents hadn't changed. It's still the same. Little Javis coming up. I believe he's done made everything right with God. I pray with him all the time. Me and him, he rides with me and around me and everything. And I talk about the Lord. And I mean, I'm instilling the word in him. And I believe, hey, I believe he already knows he's been redeemed. Four years old. But you know what? There's a lot of people that's 40 years old. There's a lot of people that's 80 years old don't know they've been redeemed. But we do. Why? Because we know the truth and we've been set free. The purpose of it is, is studying this word. Let me tell you one thing. We got to get into this word and dissect this word, study this word, penetrate on this word. As Daniel said, he said, I got to go meditate on the word. I got to go do a little meditating. Amen? Let me tell you one thing. We need, we need to do more than just coming to a church service. We need to, during the week, we need to meditate. We need to think about it. But now let me go on right with this right here. Has, has translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. Verse 14. In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. Wow. Wow. You mean he forgave me of all my sins? Sure did. Gosh, Lee. He did that just for me. Yeah, he did that before the foundations of the world. Before we, Brother Tex, before we was even created, he done forgave us. And this here, you can go on and, and read some more of this here in Colossians. Let me, let, me, let me read you something else right here. Over in chapter 2. I'm going to read this and then I'm going to stop because I... I Chapter 2, verse 7. Listen, listen, listen what this says. Let's, let's go back to verse 6. As you have therefore received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk ye in Him. Now this is what we got to get. You know the truth, and the truth will set you free. You got to do this right here. You got to be rooted and built up in Him. Okay? You can't be a loosey-goosey. You can't be like a yo-yo up today and down tomorrow because you've got to be rooted and built up in Him. In other words, build up your faith in Him. Woo, but listen to the rest of this. I like this part right here. And established in the faith. Established. In other words, I got it now. I got it now. Me and Joseph was working on something the other day on one of the trailers and, and it was being 
of aggravation. And uh, we was kind of getting frustrated with it and everything. But I began to pray. I said, we got to whip this thing in the name of Jesus. And man, it just seemed like it got harder and aggra more aggravated. But you know, next thing you know, we conquered it. Why? Because I was built up in faith. Not in, let me tell you one thing. The devil wants you to think that you're defeated. He wants you to think, well, I've, I've prayed, I've done this, I've done that, but the, my family is just still, you, you just, Brother David, you just don't know. I mean, we, we got, all got situations, but let me tell you one thing. If you're built up in the faith, you will not be moved by circumstances. I mean, we all face circumstances, but let me tell you one thing. They are just circumstances. I'm looking to the one that cares for me. I respect the one that cares for me and he, he's going to come on the scene and he's going to take care of it. Not that I want him to do everything for me, but I know that he won't let anything happen to me that don't need to happen. Why? Because it goes to this right here. And, and I want this to get in your spirit. Established in the faith as you have been what? Somebody said, what's that word? Next word. Hey, as you... As you have been taught. We got to be hearers of the word. And when you become hearers of the word, you begin to become doers. Am I right? The more you hear, the more you're able to do. Okay? The latter part of this verse abounding abounding staying with assured of in with what Amy didn't know I was going to read this this morning but when she said she wanted us to take a little time and just thank the Lord just, just press in a little bit this is what God had given me we need to give thanksgiving Woo, what you are. What you are to me. What you are to me. Not what I can get out of you, but what you are to me. What you, I mean, man, as she was playing that thing a while ago, I mean, I was sitting there and I, I wanted to do the jig. It was just so good in my spirit because, man, let me tell you one thing. God has been good to me. I thank God. For where I am today, and for let me tell you one thing, y'all might not have been in where I was, but you were still a sinner. Okay? You might not have been mixed up in things that I like I was, but hey, let me tell you one thing. God didn't look at all that, He looked at the separation. But I give God the thanks that I came to realize, Brother Tex, I needed Him more than I did things of this world. And I believe all of this teaching that I'm, I'm fixing to get into some other stuff on this here, on knowing the truth and being set free, because it, it, it says this right here. Can, can I read one more verse? I want to read one, one more verse. Let's come on down, same chapter to verse 15. The first part of this right here, and having spoiled principalities and power. Who did this for me? 
Jesus, that name, he spoiled the principality, the one that had rule over us, that had the authority over us. Understand this. He blotted everything out. He done away with everything. All the authority the enemy had, he said, he don't, he don't have that authority over you no longer. Why? Because you abide in me. But see, we got to abide in him to have that power, have that authority. Okay? Let me, let me read the, the rest of this right here. He made a show of him openly, triumphantly, over what? Them in it. And understand this right here. Them means numerous of things. Them means numerous of things. So Jesus didn't do just one thing. He done it all. What does all mean? That means complete. Everything. I like what Brother Bill Winston said one time. He was preaching on some stuff. And he says, what does all mean? There was this lady on the front bench there and she could, you know, on his mic, she said, it means all. <laughs> all means all. <laughs> he said, sister, you're right. It means all. <laughs> but complete in everything. He made us, I'm going to say this, and I, through all what he did, he made us a living sacrifice. Holy and acceptable unto him. He made it possible. He done away with everything that we could present our bodies as a living sacrifice. And you know what? When you know that, hey, I'm a sacrifice to the Lord. I'm a sa I mean, I give everything to him. I am a sacrifice to the Lord. Reason being, he sacrificed everything for you. Everything that he had, he sat, he put, in other words, he put it on the line. But let me tell you one thing. When he went to that garden and prayed, to start with, it was kind of a, I don't know about this. I'm going and praying. I'm going to be crucified. And he come and he found the disciples asleep. And he says, here I am, their Savior, and they're going to sleep on me. But he went back the second time and he began to pray. And Brother David, he said, nevertheless, not mine, but yours. What he says, I'm willing to put everything, Sandra, on the line. So I thank him for who he is to me. He's, he's already, Nana, he's everything to me. He, he already is. He don't have to do anything else to be my Lord. He's already my Lord. And then this here, in, in, it, 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 it talking about triumph over them all, uh, over them in it, completing everything. And what that means, I, I want to say this, that means it's past. It's past. It's no longer. When you forgive somebody, you don't write it down and stick a note under your pillar and say, hmm, what's this? Under? Oh, yeah, I remember that. No. When you forgive somebody, you forget it. Okay? Let me tell you. Jesus, now at the position that he's in, 
He's not concerned about the enemy. He don't have to fight the enemy no more. Why? Because he whipped him and he was triumphed over everything. Over all the situations, over all the principalities of there, over every imp that the enemy has on the back burner, he said, I've done took care of all of it. I don't have to fear that. I am the King of kings and the Lord of lords. I am, he says, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. Knowing the truth, truth shall set you free. I'm not through with this. I'm going to go on with this. Y'all go get you a drink of water and come back. <laughs> I want this to penetrate in your spirit about just not, not just having a Bible. Let me say this. Not having a Bible, just toting the Bible under your arm. Not having a Bible on your nightstand. Not having a family Bible in your living room. But having a Bible in your heart that's where it needs to be you cannot I own numerous of Bibles me and Sister Teresa I don't even know how many we do own in different translations but you know what owning them does not help me but believing them does okay me and Sister Teresa a lot of times when people get married, we give them a family Bible. We decorate it, you know, put their name and their date and all that. And we want them, you know, and you say, well, a lot of people don't care. They just, well, let me tell you one thing. When they walk by that family Bible, they say, well, hey, Brother David gave us that as a family. Did y'all get what I'm saying? As a family. That's a family ornament that me and Sister Teresa gives people and says, hey, trust God. All the family problems... You pray about it. And a family, the word, the word don't say this, but it's, it's well known as a saying, a family that prays together stays together. But I'm saying, not, not a Bible under your arm, but a Bible in your heart. We got to know the truth and be set free.